Welcome to the Busy Being Born podcast with your hosts Kamande and Kigondu. Karibu to episode 23. Episode 23 and the first episode of a season. Yeah, yeah. Season 2 is here. Yeah. Thank you for joining with us this far. We're really grateful and we hope that for the next 1000 episodes, yes, um, you'll be with us listening, enjoying, learning, um growing, growing, glowing, glowing and busy being born. This is true. Yeah, uh, today's uh, sponsor is a bit of an interesting one. <laughs> yes. So ladies uh, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by the Busy Being Born podcast. <laughs> we 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 are plugging ourselves in for episode 1. Um for a very special reason. This is yeah? true. Um I I think a lot of you know what you listen to and you have great a great idea about what we do and who we are but i think it's also time for us to remind you as we begin the season about mm-hmm. you know why we do this this is true. Um, so the busy being born podcast is a personal growth and development podcast that spot, uh, spotlights high performing guests and subjects of african descent that is very very important the hosts myself commander and kegondo here i'm in conversation with the guests draw out habits routines choices and stories that make their guests who they are and who they are working to become the hosts have backgrounds in the arts and tech and dovetail phenomenally with their curiosities around self improvement making their charts and questions ever so intriguing and engaging each episode unraveling casually as they tease out the depths tricks and hacks that keep one consciously growing glowing and living a purpose driven life that is busy being born this platform endeavors to show and testify that ingenuity resilience balance and brilliance are possible and in so doing spotlighting african excellence we are available everywhere you can get your podcasts or you can check out the website that's the main thing today the mm-hmm. website mm-hmm. Um, we are at busybeingborn.africa right busybeingborn.africa uh, bookmark that um, a lot coming up merchandise we're putting a donate button where you can help support us um through mpesa or through patreon that's coming up a gallery for all the guests and one of the other things we'll be doing is blogging about our experiences so you're going to hear yes um we'll be writing a few things and so will i um, uh, and even abu even abu and maria will and all guest be guest writers and guest writers as well will be blogging um about a wide range of subjects ranging from the arts to technology um all around busy being born this right? is true yeah so our new home is busybeingborn.africa mm-hmm. so we'll not be saying go find us here go no just go to busybeingborn.africa um, and give us your feedback as well um, you can leave a comment on the website but you can also still find us on the socials that is at busybeingborn underscore on instagram and twitter and on facebook as well you can find that as the uh, at the busybeingborn podcast but most importantly busybeingborn.africa busy being born spotlighting african, african excellence. excellence let's do this we have a guest we have a guest we have a guest we have a guest are they brilliant oh, of course they are uh, question are uh, they representing the motherland in a very special way they represent the motherland but last and not least mm. definitely not least mm. are they busy being born that's the only reason they're here that they is very sad. busy being born tell us more ladies and gentlemen our guest today is an award winning actor award winning director producer and artist manager whose ears and chops in acting have seen him lead or be part of impressive ensembles on TV, theater and film. 
He has acted beside African greats such as Nigeria's Rita Dominic and most recently has been part of the cast of South Korea's biggest 2021 blockbuster that is Escape from Mogadishu. He has also featured in numerous Kenyan TV shows with roles on shows such as Fihi, for which he won the Best Actor River Award Awards uh, 2018. He was also in Lies at Mind, Sumula Penzi, and Kamande's favorite local TV show, Real House yep. Helps of Kawangware, and so many others. As a director, besides having won the Best Director 2019 for his feature film Lost in Time, he has also been behind numerous short films under Film Lab Kenya, and his latest directing project is Christmas Love, that stars Abel Mutua, Mkurugenzi Mwenye, Robert Burale, and introduces Neema Kawa to our screens. Wazito. Our guest today is the CEO of Spearhead Entertainment and the brains behind the Arts Roundtable talk show Sanatox and later Sanapost, an online arts platform. Uh, this artist manager that is our guest today is behind brands such as Aziad Nasenya. Under his guidance and many others, our guest today is also a father, a husband, and certainly a friend and a major friend of the arts. Ladies and gentlemen, We are honored to have with us today the one and the only, and I could easily say the most hardworking, one of the most hardworking Kenyan players in the entertainment industry, the one and the only Peter Kawa. Wapi makofi, shangwe na vigelegele. Karibu sana. I know it's, a, it's been a very busy morning, it's chilly, but you've been out and about since what time? Already? Yeah, since 8. Yeah. We've been yeah. on the road trying to put up a, scre- a media screening for our, first fi- our next feature film, which is actually happening in the next nine days, uh, on 5th of December. It's called Medicine Man, mm-hmm. a very authentic, African authentic uh, feature film mm-hmm. done in Embu, entirely shot in Embu, entirely by Embu actors. And language is Embo. Is 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 going is going there because I know he has roots in Embo. You get. I looked for a job with these guys, but nearly zungushwa. Not to say one azungushanga watu, but just to say it wasn't the one. The next one to collapse. Definitely, we still have a long way to go together, brother. This is true. Not to talk Kambali. Let's start there. Personally, I knew I knew you a while ago. Could be more than 10 years ago, and even then. You are definitely one of the most hardworking people I know. In fact, I remember our, our first project, let me say this story. Our first project together at the Phoenix, we did a, a, a play, I do, do I even remember the title? Passing Strange. It? Passing Strangers. Yes. There you go. Directed by Senjen and starring uh, Melissa, Melissa Kiplagat. And I don't remember like who young else. Girl, yeah, I don't know where she go. went to. <laughs> so the thing is, this guy was doing 10 million other things and still on stage. And on this particular night, tulisikia kutukutukutu. Jamali faint. Whoa. Fatigue. Fatigue. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you clearly started pushing yourself. Kitambo sana. How, how long ago was this? This is 2014, 2013. Somewhere there. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. More than 10 years ago. Yes. Could be somewhere there. Mm. Anyway, let's start there. Has this drive always been Pitakawa? mtu akikukumbusha pitakawa 20 years ago tulikuwa na high school ujamaa alikuwa na work so hard is this a thing hata ulikuwa na faint back then <laughs> like no, this pushing yourself this, tell us a bit about this that passing out and kuchoka i think interesting thing if we are friends on facebook and i think you've realized that one of the things that the highlights that i look forward to every morning i wake up is my facebook memories this is true facebook memories reminds me of the things that i used to post about every other time all the way since 2008 to 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 date so 
one of the things I think I've noticed a trend every November is when I get very sick and very tired. So you see like there's a there's like a track of sorts, like a trend of there's sorts. Trend, I'm, I'm, I'm always saying something on Facebook. Like I'm, I'm, I'm worn out. I am very sick, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's around November when I've pushed myself throughout the year. And now it, when it comes now to the to towards the end, that is when now it's like a culmination of all the, you know, the body weight and just the fatigue and not eating well, mm. stuff like not sleeping well. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, so it's a November thing. The only time I think the the, the I call it a kakas was broken was in 2019 when I was in Morocco. So I had just done the feature film Lost in Time. And then on the back, the day I wrapped at around one in the morning, I was on my way to the next feature film where I was acting as I was an actor in Uradi. So I did another, the, the feature film. Once I was done with that, I traveled to Morocco. Mm. Now in Morocco, I was just chilling, man. It was gym, food, sleep. The life. Mm. The life, man. Mm. I think I stayed there for two months. I have I had five scenes, around seven scenes thereabouts. Life was just to lie, yeah. my friend. Yeah. So... Based on that, you've, you've always had a knack for working so hard throughout the year. Yeah. Um, did this start out when, and, and piggybacking on Kigondo's question yeah. here, um, did this start out when you joined the theater industry or even in high school or primary school when growing up? Was this always the case? Well, I can't really tell. However, I've always wanted to be at a position where I'm learning something every day. I have to admit, even in high school, I, I did a myriad of things. I was a captain of the badminton team. I was chairman of the drama drama club. I was not doing very well academically. Not that bad, but not very well as I should have been. So yeah, I used to be a busybody. Even in high, even in Kole, same, same thing. You know, even the first time I joined theater, I was immediately indicted into being the, what do you call, the stage manager. And I was so busy after a term, the director, I mean, the producer put me into marketing of the plays mm-hmm. so and when people notice that they take advantage yes mm-hmm. and i take that to also just to as an opportunity to grow yeah it's not the worst of streets but when you start passing out then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah let's actually go back there how, yeah. how did you get into theater is it, you, you say that in high school you're in the drama club yes most of us were but not all of us ended up having feature films award-winning directors exactly but but how did how did the journey start for you in theater in theater uh high school um form three that was the first time i think i tried my hand at it because i used to be a cartoon in school but never really put my effort into like drama and stuff someone noticed noticed me and they you know, they pushed me into drama club. Which high school was this? St. Mary's Kibabi High School in Mongoma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Saints, huh? say Yes, Saints. <laughs> 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 uh, so, yeah, I think the same same time I was brought into the team, I was I was against my own will. I was voted as the, what do you call this, someone secretary. Those officials for... Organizing for secretary. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, first time I, I joined and then someone feels like, this guy can be, this can, can, can be a leader. They pushed me and they voted me and I refused, but they were like, bro, the Umati has spoken. And then the next year I became the chairman. So the, that particular year, when I joined the first time I did my play, I won best actor in Bungoma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when I was hugged for the first time by a chick. I was like, hmm, this is nice. I like it. I like the attention. <laughs> <laughs> so after high school, um, my dad did not really take very kindly to the fact that I was acting and I was Uh, technology and computers and stuff and i started 
But then when I was halfway through, I was like, no, this is not where I'm supposed to be. So I asked, I signed up for, uh, no, I went to a, talk to a, a couple of guys who can uh, open doors for me. One guy noticed me, he's called Jobes Lomara Kunaka. He was like, kijana uh, unakau kuna bidi, lakini for now, sina opening. Wewe rudi shuguli zako, nikiwa na opening, takuita. I stayed for a while, the brother didn't come through. I was like, you know what, let me start another semester in school. So I started again. And what are you studying in school? I was I studying IMIS, information management. Mm-hmm. And uh, halfway through, the brother calls me, he was like, I have an opportunity for you. So I, well, I had to balance between school and so school I would do in the morning. I would go for rehearsals um, in the afternoons. But This I, is in Nairobi? In Nairobi, mm-hmm. yes. I used, it was uh, KCCT. Mm. used to be a, a GPO building but then the rehearsals were in uh, Kariobangi so uh, in the afternoon I'd be in Kariobangi but then there, there came a time where now this ninis can collide because now theater was demanding more time from, from me characters angles lianza kuongezwa roles kanza kuongezwa and then now tukaanza kuitiwa kujeni satano kujeni satatu kafika mali towards the end of it actually um I did my exams successfully unfortunately fell by two points Um, my lecturer loved me so much he gave me an opportunity to sit it on a monday just for, for me to gain those two points unfortunately my first gig was in kisi that is on a sunday <laughs> so i traveled on sunday mm. uh, that was more than 15 years ago now yeah, yeah. i've never looked back i yeah. always say in, in my talks that it's the most stupid decision i ever made because <laughs> now i do not have my paperwork for all the time i was in school but stupid yes but not regrettable mm. yes mm. but guess what in the reality that we are in right now a lot of people have the papers but very few of them have uh, careers that worked out okay mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so hey we celebrate that thank you man. we celebrate that so the drive has clearly been there from back in the day from uh, high school to when you started doing sasa traveling performances mm-hmm. uh, do you feel this drive uh, is more because of a fear of something is it a fear of poverty ama is it ambition is it now let's climb the next mountain i've always been a person of purpose okay i believe there's a reason why and uh, as a christian also i think they you know where you have that verse that you pick out and you're like this can guide me It speaks they, to me. Yes, mm-hmm. and I feel like I have a purpose to achieve and for me I, I've always been very passionate about mentorship. And you cannot really mentor people without really having something on your own as background. You can't speak from a place of without source. Mm. So for me I have to fill myself first with all these things that I want to go and impact people with. So I have to keep on feeding myself with information and expertise just make sure that when I speak I speak from a point of from authority. Point of authority in the sense that you know people can actually listen and be like this guy knows his stuff mm. you know so that's been there. so that's usually what pushes me and also i mean speaking through your actions mm-hmm. right yes not speaking from a place of hey this is what you should do and then you look at him and yeah i think yeah from the bible again actions speak louder than mm, words exactly mm. um, so many verses around that i think that yes. some, even if you're not a christian person you're not a christian not a christian person <laughs> if you're not a christian they apply in life yeah yeah, yeah they apply in life right, yes. right? Uh, you know i think there's one that says um show me your faith and i'll show you my actions or something like that mm-hmm. yeah so it's the same thing yeah. and and yeah it's very important that whatever you say i relate with that a lot mm-hmm. and and sometimes um i find it hard to talk to people about what i do or what they can do about their lives because i i feel like you know i don't know anything yet yeah. Yeah. i'm also still yet. a student yeah exactly mm-hmm. i'm also still a student mm-hmm. i'm also working on myself so i don't feel like i'm in a place to tell you about you know what you should do with your life I've, I'm still yeah, figuring yeah. things out myself. <laughs> exactly you know I mean? And we always do actually. Yeah, we always do, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I totally um, relate with that where you want to continuously push yourself to be better. 
so that even by the time you're mentoring someone or coaching someone mm-hmm. you are at a place where you, you feel comfortable with what who you are you, who you are feeding yeah, these people yeah, what you're feeding exactly, these people with, yeah. precisely yeah yeah so th- that's a good source of um motivation mm-hmm. yeah um and that might never run dry yeah i think so oh, yeah. It, yeah it certainly yeah. will yeah. it will not mm-hmm. yeah it certainly Should will not, not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good as we were talking i just remembered something uh, that i screenshot mm-hmm. not so long ago from the everyday stoic It says remember today that the road to mastery can only be traveled by the person who can tolerate being a beginner. Mm. You must accept the feeling of failure and being a novice. This is the path you must take if you want to progress. Every master was once a student. So clearly Peter Kawa is definitely there. Yeah. On his way to mastery. Oh yes, but on his way not there. And every day <laughs> I saw your face. Ulikuwa no 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 no. <laughs> I'm not a student I mean I'm not a master. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Just, yeah. Ah, yeah. So what happened after traveling performance? How long did this take before? You're doing set books, huh? Set books. Yes. Ah, ni lazima tupitie huko This is true that a lot of the most of the Kenyan actors passed through set books. Not just Kenyan, let's call them not that word successful but people who mahitimu kwa kile wanachofanya yeah. right you yeah. can tell that ujama mm. amepitia some grinding of sorts hakuokoto to mali akaweka then and i feel like comfort zone so i feel like i'm entitled to be here mm. but there are people who have actually literally been pushed to the edge mm. we've had traveling theater we have had those directors i believe you know them yes. Ato, yes. and sometimes you rehearse something for like just one line for like literally the whole day mm until my friend ukitoka pale ulimi ukienda kulala you're just dreaming those lines you mm. know they push when they call your names unfortunately something that I've, i was i never really advocated for but yeah we were pushed man and mm. then you were trained with a set that unaambua ile ndio mlango ya kwenda jikoni ndio mlango ya injili mlango then when you go to the traveling theater you realize you're acting open space mm. now be creative mm. you show us where the door is mm. be creative then the next time you go to a school in Mombasa that has a hall that has 58 doors mm. Now creativity again has to come in yeah. when yeah. to tingika because they do not have a platform mm. raised whatever platform so yeah traveling theater teaches you to be creative yeah. and to to work with the different challenges and stuff like that yeah. and also exerting yourself because I, i did traveling theater yes, i don't know if you discussed this on the podcast but i did traveling theater for yeah. a while um and the other thing that i learned was just how much energy you have within you that you never really got to expect mm-hmm. because some days you'll do one show and you're like uh, then some other days you'll have to do three back to back shows mm. right mm. and and then you have to do them mm. there, there's no other way your voice has to be ready your energy has to be up there because your bosses are on the wings looking f- for you to bring your energy just down a bit actually there kuna wala wings na kuna wala kusimama kule yes you're on stage and you miss the line and you just see do this so you can see this they have their face in the air na hiyo inaonyesha umekatwa 50 yes akikutwa fist kwa hewa hiyo una join 50 meenda and i do not want this to be like suffering olympics but at that point you are in 250 shillings a show yes so 50 shillings is a lot of money that's a fee <laughs> of your three hours that you know so you have them. to be on toes man to be on toes. And, yeah. and again the other thing is even you as a person um and and this is the last comment on this uh, every show you go to is a new set of students it's mm. a new yeah. audience yeah. Right? so True. they've never seen you yeah right? no matter how tired you are you have to give them the best because they've paid for it yes. you know a student maybe deep in ukambani somewhere has sacrificed a lot their parents have sacrificed yeah, a lot man. to get that 300 shillings to pay for this show mm-hmm. and it's three set books right yeah. and they think that this is they they believe that this will be important in them 
getting a better understanding of Kiswahili okay, yeah. English and helping mm. them pass in their KCSE. Mm. They've sacrificed a lot. Mm-hmm. So it would be very unfair for you as an actor, even if it's your fourth show, mm. to go them to go there and give them a haphazard thing. Yeah, and, so sometimes right? you find yourself in a school like uh, bourgeoisie kind of schools where mm. they don't really care. They can afford to pay for themselves even a thousand shillings if you charge. Mm. But when you get on stage, they don't care what you're doing on stage. Some of them are even on phone. Yeah, I was in a, in a coast performing and kids literally up a chini yangu, they turned their seats or kazo katiana. Yeah. And you're performing. Uh, the I cost did. was always special, man. <laughs> <laughs> always, it was always special. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's just say this. For the for those who might not have uh, been an audience to this, uh, it is the closest we would get to having a run of more than 60 or 50 shows of a, of a theatrical piece in Kenya. Mm-hmm. So we've seen the likes of Eric Wainaina go ahead and shut down uh, the National Theatre for 30 days. But that's the longest we have. Uh, two Ali for Birds are super successful mm-hmm. and they do a couple of weekends. Cindy Abu. Yeah, a couple of weekends back to back. But the Akuna any other Kenyan performance that has yet gone on more than 60 shows within a year. And set books did that. Mm. Set books did that again and still again does. and again. And they still do. Mm. So yes, definitely right. Uh, this is one of the um, uh, initiatory programs. Successful or uh, what would we say? umetumia word fulani hapo actors ambao wame wamehitimu mm-hmm. yeah had to go through yeah. anyway uh, let's keep going so how long did it take before things started oh yeah so i started uh, traveling theater 205 um by 207 i was already hungry for diff- something different uh, someone told me bro uh, your acting is able to try national theater i think there's something you have and there's some subtlety and still at the end of the day still deliver with power with, you know go to the national theater which i did and i now joined jicho uh, 4 and fanaka I did with uh, with them for I performed with them for two terms. After that, I think that is where I met you with Fanaka. I think um, we were doing Shiraz of Tenderness. <laughs> Shiraz of Tenderness, yeah. <laughs> met this brother. Shiraz of Tenderness is a three is a three character st- uh, stage play, and um, I've never met this guy. We've never rehearsed with him. Mm-hmm. But then we are told, "Hey, bro, to kona shoot, to kona stage show, kesho so uini mato, uini kawa, uli ni majuma, so to kuta nembe." Oh, what a brilliant cast! Yeah. <laughs> And was who, was, sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm, who was Odi, who was Wak? He was Odi, definitely. I was Wak. <laughs> sometimes I tend to, I, I like very serious demeanors in terms of my characters that I go for. So I thought Wak would be the person that yeah. I'd go for. Mm. Odi is more of a cartoon and he's very versatile. And for me, I feel like I'm a very stoic kind of actor. So I'm not very versatile when it comes to, you know, jumping around. Jump, and, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and, and another disclaimer. We will, we will not get into the rabbit hole on why Shreds of Tenderness is probably one of the most brilliant set books oh, yeah, ever written. To date. But I think if you've not read Shreds of Tenderness, if you didn't do it in high school or you never got a chance to yeah, go through it, just please pick it up and 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 and, and read through Have it. Read. Yeah, Very have true. Read. True, read. true. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I worked with them for that long and then I met the first theater group that I, that now Christian theater group, it's called Better Pill Productions. That's when they took me in. I worked with them for quite a while. Um, again, leadership skills were noticed, and um, let's just say fast forward. By the time I by the time I was getting married in 2012, I had produced with them, directed with them. I had done more than 15 shows with them, stage plays. I had pro- produced and directed, and even acted in them. Uh, yeah, and then I was like literally the the head of the team. Yeah. Is this where four you years. met your wife? That is why I met my wife. Bas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, she was supposed to be an audience. Okay. Uh, I sent over a ticket and she showed up and um, there is his history. Bas. Yes. 
I, I liked how you glossed over and then I got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's it. Um a better pill now we had to by the time again leadership it's better pill and then we are buried there are very many responsibilities coming our ways. Um with we realize that investing in better pill by then stage plays were even to date stage plays are very I, I, that it's a very expensive affair when you try to produce a stage play because again you put all that money that he has and then what will wanna kuja show it hurts so he decided how about if we sit down and see how we can still get to our audience without necessarily putting up stage plays and that's when the short films came about we were like you know what how about if we package something in a small dvd and then we go around the world and just showing it we do not have the manenos rehearsals and then one time showing it's done and then you have to look for the same same cast take the voice and the image of that one person put it in a you know put it in a dvd in a flash disk you have it for the rest of the year for the rest of the year 10 years for life and you can still use it to maybe propagate your message mm. that's how film lab was born Okay. So we've been doing short films, I, did, yeah. I did not know this. Yes. Better Pill then became Film Lab. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um what are some of the differences between your time doing set books mm-hmm. and this transition into Better Pill? Mm, set books definitely as you can tell you it's performing to students um an audience that already knows the text very well to the, even better than you. <laughs> Uh, for stage plays, I mean, at, at Better Pill, it's more of a professional audience where you have an assortment of uh, people, demographics that come to watch the show. And they do not really, they don't come there prepared. They don't know what to expect. So the wow factor is a bit better and higher. So there's more appreciation to what you do. Uh, the levels of preparation definitely, again, higher. Because traveling theater for as long as stage, you don't get to hustle with, with you know, uh, designing that set put coming up with seats that look realistic but now when you come to somewhere like phoenix my friend everything like has you have to amass the audience right um that was the difference and for me that is what i had always been craving i've always been a person who wants to realistically capture life so we, even during traveling theater if i when you used to watch my plays when i started producing oh yeah i created my own two companies actually when i was doing traveling theater spearhead was one of them spearhead quality productions that's what it was called and then there was space theaters prime as for creative entertainment so i had two companies for traveling theater i had many people celestin gashoi was one of my first people that i had so for those who don't know celestin is the one and the only <laughs> selena 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 oh. <laughs> how does that song go did you <laughs> yes so at some point i realized that i'm not very business savvy i dropped spearhead so mm-hmm. that i can concentrate on pace i dropped spearhead because uh, Yeah, but why when, were there two companies are they doing two fundamentally different things well again my stories are very interesting man i can talk till forever so when you feel like stopping me also when i'm talking too much please let me know uh we had we had broken away from joabis with a couple of friends uh we created our own company because we felt like ah wey kila jobis ametufunza sisi wote tunaweza fanya sasa alafu tunaweza kula 100 jobis is a person or a company jobis actually is a person okay oh he's one of the best play uh, play uh, directors Direct we have us. out here Um so yeah we went and created our own group called Pace Theaters but interesting thing immediately we had created it Jobes wanted to retire he wanted now to go to other business or he wanted to go to other levels of business and he was like I have so much in terms of resources and you know assets I can't just leave them like this and he was like I prayed and I think Kawa is the right person to hand over my my estate to and that is that is what happened he literally came with all his assets the the 
all his uh, markets, whether in Western, Rift Valley, Bungoma, Coast, all of them, he was like, oh, this is all yours now. And I'm even going to introduce it to all my marketers and all these people. So I had to start afresh again. So now I do. I have these friends, then I have spearhead just by Peter Kawa. So unfortunately, at some point, I found like I was there was some conf- conflict of interest because then I had to give time for both of them, and then I was crushing <laughs> Peter Kawa being be a busybody. <laughs> I would direct this morning, and then in the afternoon, my team. I ran to my team. Then when when I finish, I ran to the you know, and then even at some point, I think there was a clash between even when I'm going to market, I have two letterheads. So I go market for peace and then I kikata and I'm oh by the way kuna spearhead. I I felt like it, I, I was confusing myself and mm. I was I was not doing myself justice and even to the both companies so I dropped spearhead. Yeah. Continue the pace. But then when I got married I was again very invested in mentorship dr- trying to look for young people who have something to offer but yet they do not know how to go about it. So I would pick them I would brand them I would get opportunities for extras on sets. I'd be like anaweza kutafutia mtu eh ule kijana anaweza patikana eh bukuja kijana anakuambia ana fair you newly married unachukua pesa ya mboga ya maziwa na kutumia kijana aenda anafanya kazi analipwa 500 auzi chukua 500 bana naambia kijana ndo kule hiyo wife anakufika mali anaanza kuambia ah ile pesa ya maziwa sasa so yeah ikafika mali akaniambia how about if we revive spearhead now as a casting agency and you know have some other pockets that can actually even do productions but mainly was a casting agency and then it ya kijana ta 10% so that akipata invest more in him acha apate akupe 10% iku sustain pia not to get anything not to build estates out of the money that you get from these kids but just also to the calls mm. airtime to sustain the business just sustain the business yeah, not yeah. to get a profit out of it mm, just to yeah. i want to go back just just a bit um Again, another thing that I think you glossed over, but I think it's good to highlight. <laughs> yes. What was that transition between from you being an actor to a director? <sighs> What did you have to do? Um, did you have to go, uh, I don't know, um, be training, a, yeah, right? training and someone, <laughs> be an apprentice of someone? Um, How did was there a mind shift required? Skills? Even when I was, uh, even when I started out as an actor. You could tell that I was interested in wanting to be able to understand you as a, my fellow actor. I wanted to I want to tell you a bit about this scene to discuss so that I can also input my own ideas but then I realize I'm not the director. It is someone else and it's not my job to tell my fellow actor that we can do this scene in this way. So there was that urge and the desire to want to tell stories my own way. So yes, even in traveling theater 2016 I was actually they started I was being trained to be a to be a director in 2016 uh, 2006 did I have I been saying 2016 <laughs> no It's, this yeah. is the first time you've said 2016 oh, yes. 2006 yeah. I was already being trained as a director so all that time even when our director would not be available he'd be like our step in for me step in for me and then with time he would also get jobs outside his own company to go and direct he's if he's not available he'd be like our enda kwa roni and I'm directing in flani kwa shreds that that that's how i started out mm. yes uh, just just cuz you mentioned how we might as well apa uh, tuni my name dropping my name dropping so Ronnie <laughs> is uh, veronica mora mora yeah yes. a phenomenal kenyan actor director and producer yes fantastic let's keep going uh because at some point hopefully in the next few seconds we'll shift away from sasa that season of starting out the 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 the, the season of uh, as an actor mm-hmm. what are two lessons you'd pick and say and from that time on I've 
I've clinged on to this lesson. I don't know if clinged on is like a... Clung on. Clung on. Okay. Not very sure. Um, the past is of what clinging. Mean, yes. <laughs> what are these two lessons, at least two, that from that season to date, I still say, had I not learned that then, I probably wouldn't have made it. Know what you want, man. Know what you know want. Know what you want. I've, I've bumped into very many people who still question what it is that I do. Even my own parents. But not at least they are conf- uh, they are comfortable with the, the whole idea. But know what you want, bro, because you will you will find very many voices that will come and try to distract you from what it is that you want to go for. And the interesting thing, these voices actually do make sense. They are bro utasota because to me sota to me fungio manyumba. You see, and someone comes in. Are you sure you're in the right place? And if you're a person who's not focused and have a vision, it's very easy to say. By the way, what's a nirudile job ya? Because we have very many friends, Matt, which, which you are aware, who actually were sidetracked and they are doing other things. Again, good for them. It's working. But when right now you become successful and you have these calls from these friends and they're like, hey man, uliendelea kumbe? Hey, nanono unendelea poa? Hey man, misa imi ni lawyer lakini, hey, mtu aneza rudiaji huko. You know, that's when you realize. That happens. A lot. That happens a lot. Yeah. A lot, brother. So it's all about consistency being, you know, focused, having a vision and just being persistent with what you do. And many challenges will come your way, especially as an actor. Many young people come to me and they're like, come not act. I tell them, are you ready? Because this is not a formal employment. Because today you're in fashion, tomorrow you're not. And that's one of my biggest fears, actually. It's not a fear, it's a driving force. That today Peter Kawa would be sitting on this podcast talking like this with all this. But one day I'll be forgotten, man there'll be kids who will come up with more phenomenal performances and they will take up, you know, that stage and people will celebrate celebrate them more. Then where do I go? Mm. You know, so technology is changing again. So it's all about just trying to keep up, trying to keep up. But (laughs) at the end of the day, for me, the lesson again is leave as many eggs as possible. But leave as many um, protégés as possible. And that for me, again, is what my I live for. Leave um, a legacy. When you go out there, let people watch a young man coming up and be like, ah, I can see Peter Kawa's handiwork in this guy. Mm. And once I die, you know, I want this thing to, because my brother is also an actor now. Yeah, and uh, the car family is <laughs> growing and I see my young this young boy coming up and I'm like, I don't want this young man to go through what I've been going through myself. I want him to come and find a, an industry that is well formulated. And that is, I think, why I am doing management so passionately. Mm. I want to help this industry structure itself. I want my mother to hear that my brother is, my daughter is coming to be an actor and I want her to be proud. I want her to be proud wale watu wa you know because we tukona majina eh sisi watu wa miadarati watu wa sleep around you know the industry it's not even in Kenya but the world over there is something about being an artist that is just not i landing ipo na aso nje so i want to make sure that we change that narrative nimemaliza fantastic fantastic aya so we are now directing yeah by this time to mefika in in our story so far chronologically to mefika pace imekuwa kando sasa now ni spearhead we are seeing how it can become uh, a casting agent mm-hmm. ndio mm-hmm. uh, and now you're directing more but it's around the same time we start seeing you on tv is it yes so how does that go about do the calls just come in from the seeds you'd already planted ama you're now actively also trying to look for space as a tv actor Hoping that I've understood your question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I network a lot. Okay. Sometimes we tunaimbo wanga usiende kwa set usiende kwa how much? Thaumbili. I roll say thaumbili. It is not short changing the industry. Sometimes many actors will say ah William say mimi nimekata 50 yeah naenda kuchukua na 5. Sometimes it's not about the money, it's what experience I want to go and get on that set. So for me that is how I started out even as a screen actor and stuff. So you go on set you hear Raymond Fuller will be on that set. I'm like me I just want to be an extra. People, people had started having the quote and quotes respect for Peter Kawa, but then they would find me as an extra on a set on a TV set they're like dude what are you doing here you're supposed to be either one of those supporting actors I'm like no at the moment the characters do not allow there is no opportunity but I would like to be an uh, an extra so that I can sit on the periphery and when I hear stand by I want to watch Raymond Fuller how he prepares and I sit on the periphery and then when I see him perform at the same time I'm also studying the camera angles how the lights are being placed so I'm learning the overall game you know so that's that's that for me has been my my learning process on set I've never been to any uh, formal classes I've been to numerous workshops I I have <laughs> I have seven hard disks full of material of just directing and lighting and acting and stuff like that just understanding film in general so I push myself just to want to know more about the industry so even if you were to call me right now to any set I would still go even if you're not paying me as much as I'm supposed to be paid me I just want to come and learn Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so how, how how did that happen then? So coming back to Kigondo's question, was it uh, you through the networks you'd already created now starting to get calls, hey, come onto the set um and you know be an extra for this and this or was it you going out there to proactively look um for your first um N or X? I'd go for the second option for the second nini because for me I think ni kujituma and kujituma bro ulijituma tu mpaka by the time every time unamaliza na neo project the networking bit you make sure that you you make a, a good uh, nini, a, a friend in kigondo the next time you come you meet uh, nani you make sure you take a for number you salimiana once na wale buda ni aje unaendelea aje poa tunakutana kenti ah brother tulikutana wapi eh and creating friendships and once you leave a lasting impression on someone they'll be like you by the way so it starts with the fa- the second and then it converts into the first mm-hmm. where now people actually start looking for you mm-hmm. and for me i think i i wanted to always make an impact everywhere i go by the time i leave people have a, a lasting memory of what and, and that was very conscious ve- it's very it's intentional key, yeah. very intentional mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so tv shows are now coming mm-hmm. one after the other after the other <laughs> Which was your favorite? Nigani ilikuwa such a good experience. Sumula Penzi was my favorite and it was my first. Okay. It was my first role that I was given as a supporting character. Oh, no. I love something about the first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Uh, Sumula Penzi immediately got married uh, 2012, 2013 April I got the call. Eh ile audition ulifanya eh umepata role. Then I go look at the role I'm like wait, I'm a new Christian. Um <laughs> I'm newly married and then I'm given a role to play a pimp. I loved the role actually. I enjoyed playing it because I was playing outside of who I am. You know, so all I needed to just indicate on the contracts was please don't let me touch any woman inappropriately. Please don't make me use vulgar language. Please don't make me you know drink on set. Please don't make me make me smoke and nudity. So those were very clear on my contract. But I told the director if you need me to be a bad guy and very sleazy I can give you that. 
and I believe that I managed and people still remember my annoying character and the way I would sometimes I would look at chicks on set extras and I would undress them on camera with, in my head and by the time they call cut I'm like who the hell was that mm-hmm. you know and because I used to enjoy it a lot and uh, yeah that's 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 it uh, Sumula Penzi for me really stood out mm. it really stood out I unfortunately I did not I was nominated alongside Fihi I was nominated twice ah. yeah, yeah but I got for Fihi for main actor and I lost out to to someone yourself, else. Yeah. To someone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, okay. But yeah, Sumula Penzi really stands out. Mm. Um, at the moment, I think another role that stands out, the most recent one, definitely. Oh. Uh, Escape from Mogadishu was, was beautiful. Mm. I played that. I think I believe I gave my my all. And I hope that I left uh, a lasting impression to that in that film. How, how did that happen? How did that happen? How do you end up... Uh, Uh, this young man from home uh, 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 Bungoma series <laughs> yes being watched on big screens in south korea how did that happen like uh, the actually, call actually, the let's, let's, let's not say south korea because yeah. at the moment as we speak right now it's it's been uh, it's the official oscar selection Bas. film in the oscars for yeah, south korea for south korea yes yeah, so I would call it an international blockbuster. Clearly. Um kujituma again. Mm. Kujituma but there was an opportunity that presented itself. Nini Washera was casting. I went there just like every other person. Uh Nini Washera has been getting crazy mentions on this podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, yeah. she has she has you know the Zilema A production jobs, yes. you know. I, so yeah, I went for the audition and I the director allowed me from all the way from south korea mm. however i felt like uh, this character let's give him something different so i was on i was on vacation with my wife in malinde was called i was like hey unaweza kuja kesho i'm like hey niko coast nikamba panda ndege kuja haraka sana and i went and i did my audition um in this story i always say i'll say i'll share it i don't smoke So Nini Washera tells me so this character smokes. I was like ah chick man and then Nini Washera was a good friend by then. So there she insisted bro you have to smoke I was like ah sister and then she flipped. She was like ebu ngoja and she threw everything on the floor and she was like ebu niambie tena rudi tena. At you can't do what I was like ah nini tuko jobe and then she picked a cigarette and went out. Her assistant was like buda unataka kupata job boy kuja hapa shika cigarette buda don't inhale just Nini, he's ready. <laughs> and that one take that I did with my cigarette um, got me the job actually. And my first scene that I shot in Morocco, first scene, I think I don't know if you've watched uh, um, whatever, Escape from Mogadishu, you can see that um, I do the cigarette and then I pull it on the main uh, this other character's faces and then I had cut And then the director from the gallery shouts, "Can someone show that guy how to light a cigarette in the wind?" And then the whole crew of almost 90 people are like, "Wait, he, this guy doesn't smoke. He's done it so well, so naturally." And then everyone was like, "Wow." And I, I won't lie, they actually clapped for me mm-hmm. for my first take because they were like, "This guy is such a natural." But it is well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I noticed something interesting. Um, when you're starting out, um, you're very clear on what you can and cannot do during your first role. Yes. And and here we are filming Escape from Mogadishu. Yes. Where 
one of the things that you had mentioned that you will not do. Not the only things actually. Not the only thing. Yeah, yeah. I so even got a, a list of things. I still have them I at the back of my mind. I was naked yeah. for yeah. this particular film. Yes, I was yeah. naked. I watch. Yeah. <laughs> so all the things you say, yeah. do not put that on my con. On, do not put that on my character. Yeah. You end up doing that. What, what changed between then and now? Is, is it you evolving as an actor and <sighs> learning? Is it school fees? School fees? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I think so. School fees? Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, from a deeper point of view, Learning to separate more the actor from the act. I am working on starting a series called of storytelling called um, As I Grow Older. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I want to learn to start telling stories of the perceptions that I had when I, I was a young man. And as I grow older, I try I start realizing that life is not what it's not as simple as it is. And that's what my actually my short film is about: Christmas love. The perceptions and the how people see things in black and white. Until you are in those shoes, that's when you realize, ah, bana. So even by the time I got that role and I knew I I knew that he was going to smoke, I was aware that there is a possibility I could discuss with the director and the producer to scrap that off. And um, when I got there, I read the script again over and over again, and I realized these things actually serve the story. They do serve this. They are, sometimes, unfortunately, you have directors who overindulge in some scenes, but when you sit and look at the grand scheme of things, you realize this thing does not help tell the story. Why are you forcing this love scene, this sex scene? And yet, when I sit back, these guys, all they have to do is just look at each other and you can tell there's some chemistry between these people. Why do you have to th- have them throw clothes and boobs? You know, am I allowed to say things like that? Do you know, thing. you have boobs running, uh, you know, in the frame and... And I'm like, no, for Mogadishu, it actually, even by the time I was stripped naked, you could tell it was a firing squad, you know, and that's how people, scary, so that you can be like, now you're even beneath us, now we can kill you, you know. So that, yeah, so all these things served the story very well, and I, for me, I didn't have a problem with that. Unfortunately, you have other producers who just throw things all over the place, and you're like, eh, so lazima. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so that that speaks a lot about um, you evolving as an actor as well, mm-hmm. but also um, I think the circumstances or the uh, productions that you've been in since 2012 when you, st- when, when you entered, you forayed into um, this side of filmmaking. Um, so Spearhead, Spearhead, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, spearhead. Um, tell us about the evolution um, of that company since the time when you decided to separate it out and now have it as um, film company a, a film ca- um, company casting agency. Um, how has that journey been to date? So Spearhead, um, immediately I now created it, uh, registered even as a business. Um, I started definitely just offering opportunities to these young people. Unfortunately, now you send someone to a set and then a producer or a director calls you and I come, hey, lines, anakuja mechelewa. Now came the next step, which is now how do I invest in these young people? So that by the time I send them over, they go there as wholesome uh, individuals, uh, wholesome actors. And an actor, what are the tools that an actor needs to have? What are the attributes that a good actor and a successful actor needs to have? That is punctuality. Come with your lines. Don't come intoxicated. Don't come, you know, um, have a good relationship with your co-actors. Have respect even on set. Stuff like that. So I started actually calling these young people on the side and we talk about these things. I realized I'm investing a bit more. I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is not a casting agency anymore. This is actually a management. These management services that I'm offering these people. And then I would go all out and ask for material from, you know, uh, senior directors. 
I would ask them for materials a PDF uh, for preparing as an actor and I would share them with these people I realized now let's go to the next level so I would find these people I would share with them ideas and that overtook now the casting bit now I now it's a formal management company um I have been going out and just sourcing for talent. You walk in the streets, you or you go. I go for to the national play, uh, theater to watch plays. You're just in the back there, and you're watching someone performing. You're like, why hasn't why why don't I see this young man on screen? You know why why haven't I seen him anywhere else? Immediately the play is over. I mean backstage, I'm like, Abari, my name is Peter Kawa, and I like your acting, man. Has anyone ever told you that you have a voice to to die for? It's like no, no one has ever told me. I'm like okay, Ronnie. And that's, that's, that's how I do my thing. And that's when I decided to formalize it. And those that are serious, I take them in, I sign contracts with them. And um, yeah, start looking for jobs for them. Take my share. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Uh, for example, someone like Aziad. This is a story that I see Ambiangi Watuengi. But Aziad was <laughs> we, very we reluctant. Honored. Yes. <laughs> Aziad was very reluctant even signing the contract because she did not really understand why she was, she just wanted to have fun. Mm. Me, I was like, you know what, she, there's something I can see. And that was back in 2017, 2018. 2017, 2018. I told her, there's something you have. You're very pretty. You're a good actor. Apart from anything else, you're a very good actor. But no one has discovered you yet. And I think one day you're going to be great. Now, here's my contract. Sign. She's like, eh. She just signed. I put it in my file somewhere. The moment she trended in 2020, in April, and everything started crumbling because of the pressure and the attention, now she needed a big brother. That is why I came in now. And I reminded her, do you remember now why you needed me? And that's, the rest is history. Hmm. And that's what I've been doing to very many. I, I manage uh, over 17 people. Just to be clear, over 17 people. In, in, and, and all in the arts? All in the arts, yes. I'm very, I want to be very particular about what I do because I don't want to pretend like, because I've had musicians come my way. I've had painters come my way. But I'm like, no, that's not my forte. I want, again, the authority bit. I want when I'm speaking around you know, with, with clients, I need them to understand that I know what I'm talking about. Now, for a painter, if I'm looking for jobs for them, how do I even package the messaging? But mm -hmm. for an actor, I'm an actor myself. I'm a director. I'm a producer. I know what entails someone being an actor. Mm. That's, that's why. Um, one of your premier projects under Spearhead is uh, Sanapost. Yeah? Tell yeah. us a bit about that. Again, are you ready for a storytelling session? <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> we're here for it. <laughs> 2016, I do Fihi, and then I hear people have not been paid from different uh, projects and... Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this one. Yeah, so <laughs> many people come out and they have this conversation around the industry that people have not been paid, stuff like that. And for me, that is where my heart is. You know, I we, we need to be treated well. <sighs> so there was a hashtag that was going around and it trended for two weeks called Pay Artists KE, Pay Actors KE. Myself and uh, another prominent person in the industry are the ones who came up with that hashtag. We were like, we need to talk to these producers. So yeah, many producers were called out. Um, I called out a couple of them myself. And uh, by the time uh, we were getting done with the campaign, uh, I started losing jobs. Jobs were not coming, my own calls are not coming. And that time I think I was, someone actually, let me say this, someone actually called me and asked me, bro, 
do you have any shares in Mnet? Because man, I turn my TV on, on Monday all the way to literally Sunday, I can see you in every TV station. I see you on KTN, you have House of Kangor on Tuesday. On Mondays, you have Fihi on Maisha Magic. On Wednesday, there's a movie on Maisha Magic that is that has you. On Wednesday, in the morning, there's another film that has you. And then on Thursday, there's another Waliobaki on KTN. And then on KBC, you have uh, Mela's House. I was literally consistent on TV. 2016, 2017. So I was like literally plastered all over. And then all of a sudden, everything everything drops. And someone comes and tells me, are you aware you are being discussed with uh, by producers that you've been blacklisted? And everyone, uh, we're like, ah, your car, partner is a troublemaker. So I stayed home for so many months. So many months. So I used to sneak into my bedroom because now I have a house up where she's interacting with my mother. So I watch my movie and then you watch the Hollywood round table, whatever. And then one day, this was a turning point for me, I have to admit. I go, I sneak from bed to the be- from the bedroom to the kitchen to go and pick my breakfast, which is around Sasita because that's when back to the cave. The kids are playing outside. My daughter also. One of the kids says, Hey, hi Baba Nema. Leo gender job. <laughs> and then another kid outrightly so innocently says, that for me was a turning point, brother. I was like, wait, even the kids were neighborhood on a Josinanga job. I went to my bedroom, opened my laptop, took a notebook, and started writing down why, I, why I'm jobless. One of the things was fighting for rights to Wasani. But then I'm like, wait, do these producers have a voice? Or do they have something they're trying to say? I went back to those messages and I looked at what the producers have been saying and they're like, yes, but why should I pay this actor this much? Whatever they're asking for, they, yes, they, they're coming with the red card, a Kenya Actors Guild, but are they up to those standards they're asking for? Mtu anakuja na 30,000 per episode. Is he worth that 30,000 as an actor? I was like, no, by the way, now I understand this producer actually are saying something. Because that ukiona producer na dili dali na doza ako, but niko sababu pia ulikuwa chelewa. You, you know, you, you're not coming as a Denzel on that set. You command your own authority. When you step on that set, you actually feel like, by the way, I need to be at home by five. Even the producer relates and they're like, Eddie, Akikisho Musa by five because he has other engagements. They respect you. So I set out to start creating actors who can go on set and be respected. So that's when they they say that I'm worth thirty thousand an episode. You are and you are given that thirty thousand, yeah, yeah. and that is literally what is happening with Akina Aziad and the Akina Celestine right now. You know, because right now you tell people this is our red card. So Sanapost was supposed to be an online platform that can host. Let's start with Sanatox. This is more or less what Sanatox used to do. Again, I sit back and ask myself, why don't why doesn't my mother know more about me than she knows about Will Smith, and yet my mother is in Ocha. My mother knows what Will Smith's son eats in the morning because there's the internet and the Will Smith is always plastering his family on social media and stuff like that. I was like, we need to start placing ourselves out there to the world as Kenyan actors so that people can know what it is that we do. They start respecting us. Create a talk show where we can talk about our own jargon and talk about frame frame rates and whatever. And people do not necessarily have to be like, because doctors do that on prime, prime time news. And nobody ever asks them what cholesterol and all those things they talk about is, 
right? So we need to find the, our authority as actors. So I created a roundtable show called Sanaa Talks, um, where people, artists can talk about their, their craft. Now I knew that producers would have a problem taking it up. So I created now an online platform that can host my show. So that was Sanaa Post. But then the, sh- the platform just to host the show? No. How about if I made it into a magazine? an online magazine where I can tell stories and stuff like that. But then where do I get the material to put on the magazine? Then I have bumped into a young man, fabulous guy who's a photographer called Shortwave, uh, Sami Wanjala. So the brother, this is my dream, he bought into it. So I would send him to different uh, plays at the National Theatre, film premieres, red carpets with his camera. Oh, not his camera, but we would, we would hire a camera. So every weekend I would check like a thousand or fifteen hundred to go and hire a camera from a friend and then I'm facilitated peer fair. So we would go and take photos of the play and then go put it on Facebook. The whole shebang, like a hundred photos. So that if you did a play, you on this on that play, you expect by Monday morning, Utapatapichako Facebook, yes and post, you go and use it as your profile photo or you save it somewhere. Again, just to help curate what it is that we do. Yeah. Again, I watch friends a lot. And Friends has BTS all the way from back in those days. Mm. In Kenya, we do films, but people ask you, where are the BTS? Behind mm. the scenes. Mm. Behind the scenes. Yeah. So I, the shot of it is, that is where the desire to want to package and yeah, curate our works came yeah. from. Is that still happening? Still is. Mm-hmm. Sanatox um, died a very, it's not dead, it's in a coma because again, finances. I did a whole season, that actually 16 episodes. Uh, but because of financing, I was working with KU in partnership with KU TV. Uh, they really welcomed me and uh, hosted my show. I, sp- I believe even right now, people still meet. I meet people for, since 2017. They're like, Baron show KU TV. So yeah, it's still running. Um, Sana Post, I'm working to bring it back. Uh, the website kind of, but we're working on bringing it back with more features. Uh, yeah. to come soon I will okay. well, next time you invite you me update us all, yes. all, all this inspired by the estate kids yes that, <laughs> that kid who said that statement yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. a turning point kids are powerful point, yes. um, I, I was going to ask you something but you you, you, you sort of answered it a bit mm-hmm. um, so in, in the pay actors KE mm-hmm. um, campaign or I don't know how you can package it mm-hmm. or phrase it um, do, do you think that producers but you answered this in a way do not pay artists from a point of malice or a point of, uh, you know, we do not have the money and actors do not, are not living up to what you expect of it's, them um, or, or is it coming from a place of... Um, I'd say it's both. Yeah. Okay. I'd say it's both. Mm-hmm. Again, we have producers who are way capable. You go to Makurano Junction, they are very capable, they have the monies and they treat their actors well, they treat their crews well, they pay them on time and they pay them premium. And then you have other producers who, yes, they have the monies, but uh, it's greed. You know? And then you have producers who are and then you have producers who are clueless. They're just psyched up to want to put something together, mm. but they don't look at it from a business point of view. And now those are the things that are, even me, as I speak about it, I want to also practice that. If you, I, Some of the productions I've worked on, even as a producer, I've, I've, I've really been trying to look at it as a business. So yes, there are producers who are just out there to be malicious, and there are those who are very clueless. They don't know what they're doing. So they 
drag in mato they drag in someone else to come and spend their time two weeks with them and then anakuja na kwambia bwana ile ilikatakuza yeah but ukweli ni jamaa hakufanya research yake yeah but yeah. then in the midst of all that there are some who are actually very genuine mm-hmm. and and if they say they're not going to pay you 30000 then mm-hmm. it's because um that comes from a place of them um understanding what a 30000 actor looks like and how mm-hmm. professional they are and you're not it mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh, Yeah, that, okay. That, yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, let's take a shift, just a slight shift on something you've already spoken about mm-hmm. and uh, one of your other hats before we jumped into the personal. Yeah. Directing. So we've looked at you as uh, as a manager, as a producer, we've uh, looked at your story as an actor. The directing so far from the story so far, we do know the hard drives exist. Yeah? We do know <laughs> at some point film lab came in. But we haven't seen how from say 2012 2013 there um how you transited from there to now being an award winning director so yeah and even on that let's talk about lost in time how we get to there in terms of how you stretch your muscle before you do your feature again uh calling it a successful award winning it has to be a journeyman mm. it's not something you wake up and then boom mm. uh, you know you're an award winner it's a journey even by the time even as an actor when i won my first award as an actor the person who presented to me that award is Jackie Vicky and she her, her speech before she called out my name was like ukijana meteseka ukijana meteseka sana she gave a small bio about me and then she was like and the winner is Peter Kawa and that's it even by the time i won the best director it's i've tried things man I've done something with you yes. that has never I did a come out but things, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done things with you and it's all about testing like you said you know stretching out kidogo and you you know your limits until the next time mm. you correct some stuff and then you go again so that for me it's been a work in progress mm. I have been studying you do a project and then you go back and look at what failed and then you try and improve on that by the time I did lost in time Uh, I was a very I was doing short films and short films they are more visual than what you hear but it's more of the visual aesthetics so I spend a lot of my time studying the visual aspect of it to the point that I started neglecting the actors so I come there and I'm discussing with my DOP we're discussing the lights and the camera angles and then the actors are looking at me like uh, so what is this thing about again mm. what are we supposed to do me I'm like you know what just find a way mimi nitaku record to sawa so by the time I was going to lost in time I had had enough comments even from the actors that I would, I, I was supposed to work with Kawa hashugulikiangi actors sana if anything Kawa goes for big actors so that they can cover him I was like oh okay so from that point I started even going for workshops even to writers workshops mm. and to uh, trying to understand what it is that writers write for characters so that they understand right so I did enough workshops just to understand what um what a writer wants from an actor and by the time i was doing lost in time i went for now a very technical savvy team so that i can concentrate on the actors and the performances on the yes. performances and i believe that is what worked for lost in time yeah because the story was a bit jumbled the story itself if you watch lost in time it's a, it's like a maze right but me understanding my actors was much better than understanding the story than the technical the technical team de- dealt with that mm. yes the lead character in lost in time yeah is uh we won't spoil it for the guys who haven't watched it wherever you can watch it do catch it <laughs> is uh, a father mm-hmm. yeah yes 
And um, one of your upcoming projects also focuses on uh, a father. So let's talk about this too. Still from the directing point of view, mm-hmm. but also as we edge into the personal, also from a father angle. Um, what is it with you and fathers in your stories as a filmmaker? <laughs> <sighs> um, I have a six-year-old girl. She's turning seven next year, February. And she's like the apple of my eye. She's like, we have our thing where we say, um, you make my heart go boom, boom, boom. You know, I tell her that and then she tells me, you get, my, you make my heart go jiggy, 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 I think, something like that. We repeated it so many times and I tell her, it's because I've been dreaming about you even way before you were born. And I think I've been preparing to be a father for since back in 20... Two or six, you know, I've been dreaming and you, you, I, I meet people and we talk about parenting and we talk about what society is and I, 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 people say, ah, I don't, I have no place in trying to influence society. I'm like, dude, you have a place to, you know, to influence society because this is the example I usually use, storytelling. <laughs> I have a daughter, you have a son. We grew up I, I together. I have a son, not right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now let's let's actually work with you. You have a son. I have a daughter. We are good buddies, right? I don't. We. we I. I have what you'd call principles and stuff like that, bro. You. You're living a vagabond kind of life, right? But then comes that time when now both of us become parents, right? Um. You have a son. I have my daughter. I raise my daughter well. You raise your son the way you ra- you do raise your son. And then one day your son comes and rips my daughter. Whom do I blame? Yet I had the time to actually walk with you, bro, and actually talk about things about parenting. And for me now, that's where the mentorship and working together as brethren and stuff like that. Yeah, in this case, in. I think you blame Kigondo because he's the godfather. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the blame, not the parent. <laughs> yeah, so for me, that was the, the, the analogy that I always use since back in 20, you know, 2006, yeah. 2005, no. you know. So I've been preparing for this moment. And then now I have her, man. So when you get her, you realize, bro, you can never be too prepared for these things. For lost in time, it's all about forgiveness, you know. So you can never be too prepared. And then once the toy is gone, now things shift. Your relationship with other people, your mental wellness. Even for this one that I'm doing right now, Christmas love. This is a love letter to myself. I have been planning this film since 2012. Since 2012, I have I got a uh, like, like a small idea, and then I've been building it on it. So every year Facebook reminds me, dude, you said you were writing this. So every year, there's a reminder that you've not done this film. Until this year, I was like, me, I want to do this film. Now, this film is more or less, again, my life with my daughter. The fact that when she was born, when she was going to be baptized, I literally did not attend her baptism on Sunday because shooting happened Mali. Me, I looked at my wife, we were like, Cheki, at Jenny parent? kesho jioni tuje tunakula nini tuchague akaniambia waenda job mimi nitakusimamia then we, i called the godfather of the child akaenda kamsimamia that was it i came back with my money to kanwa chakula tukalipa rent half um the godfather has never forgiven me to date he's called edjo moneki <laughs> yeah, very good he's like he's like huyo ndio anajonga siri zangu zote okay sio zote but yeah he knows a lot about myself and he has never forgiven me for that he always believes in relationships. He's like, "Um, to yata baptize watena." Akiwa your age. So you missed a very vital moment in your in your daughter's life. So I'm like, "But we needed food." So I realized with time that actually this 
these two sides actually do exist in society where there are parents who would still go for work and still you, mama and represent mtoto sports day but there are those who would actually leave work and they'd be like you know what boss if you need to drop me drop me i promised my son i'll be there for his, for his gig so these are two very polarizing you know uh, points but all of them have a voice to say and that is what this film is about nice christmas nice. love christmas yeah. love great um, as we said going to the personal how has and, and you've touched a bit on this how has you being a father and your daughter um changed your outlook of life if it has in any way in, in the last six six years yeah i just can't live my life the way i do because i am very selfish i think about myself but there when i started out i was an individual then i got a wife now my responsibilities doubled and not just responsibilities but you don't live for yourself alone the moment you go out there with tattered jeans what are all these kwani wife yako hakuvalishangi kwani wife yako you see so it is now not your just your reputation but your wife's and then now when a daughter comes into picture a son comes into the picture now it becomes compounded you know, you know so as i grew old i realized that um i'm not living this life for myself alone uh even right now even as i speak it becomes compounded even more that i have asia on board i have celestine how i t- i behave out there it will rebound somehow to these other guys so it becomes more of a community now and i have to be responsible to this community yeah, you have to be responsible beyond yourself beyond myself thank yeah. you that's the word actually mm. yes and touching on that uh, do you feel being a father uh, has in a way also influenced uh, or if not influenced help you start finding your voice as a director hmm. well definitely uh, <laughs> how does it influence me again just again responsibility and being able to want to speak to speak out but then the only medium that you have is i mean films yeah so i want to speak to the world definitely and um as i continue getting my experience with my child and with my wife and you know life in general i want to speak it and i want to speak it through film yeah yeah so that's where i find my voice actually just to speak through film yeah um are, are there ways that your parent varies consciously relative to how you're brought up so one of the assumptions i'd make is that you're brought up in a very christian background hmm, or not not or not okay. not that happened later on yes okay it's actually at the moment I, i was the first one to get born again in my family right now i think my dad is uh, my mom has always been a spiritual lady but she she never really forced it on us um so i grew up and our family was all that but the beauty of what our family was has grown up is not as fundamentalist not as um what wakuskumo na injili but we were, our father just brought us well up well my father we, we were so young me I, you remember those times we would jav unashikile chume ya mat yes my father would have me sit and then when he sees a young girl walking he would have me stand a young even younger than myself he would be like bro simama so that is how i've been raised you know just how to respect women respect parenting yeah. just being responsible for what you have yeah. okay okay i let's jump into the personal uh, still slightly in you're actually already in uh, it happened really smoothly there is a space of your wife in all this yeah 
there's a space of your wife in all this. Uh, how's that been? Uh, how's that journey been from Sikuza kufungiwa nyumba? Did you ever feel at some point there was a, a, a layer of blame? Ujaman liamua tuku settle na msani hapa and hindi yo maisha tunapitia and um, is she happier now? If there was ever that uh, point of how did I end up with this guy? Before I met that girl, She's a wonderful human being. The other day I saw a photo when I attended your play at Daystar. She has always been in all my photos. There was actually a time I did um like a gallery of photos where I've been with her too. Things that she's not even interested in, but she'd be like I want to go with my husband so that I can support him. And every time there's a photo that was taken, I was always she was always somewhere in the frame and that says how much that girl has really supported me. Now um when I started out as an individual definitely tulikuwa masafara mbaya um tulikuwa tuna hustle but the good thing is for her she had a day job you know a full time job 8 to 5 and she would take her earnings sometimes and invest them in my in my projects zingine mingi zimekunywa maji mingi sana but she still goes on and on but also she has that still firm voice that tells you you know what cheki dude just find something small don't get anything anything extra from them and that's how we grew so she has always been supportive she has always been my cheerleader um there was a time actually when sana post the first time it it, it uh, the website fell she actually created it from the ground up is she for, tech she is a techie actually yeah i remember that time in april 2017 uh she would sit up the whole night in just coding stuff you know by the time then she would, we would test the, the next that morning she would sleep for 30 minutes and then wake up and go to work then come back again in the evening there we are on in the bed you know just walking our way around and she's always been a voice and uh, so she's a, also a social media person so sometimes when you look at uh, even the way we are raising the kinasiads she's like a mentor to her she's like actually a mother asiad actually considers us as the parents so sometimes mimi nikilemewa kumuuliza kitu yote naambia ngatu be talk to your daughter mm. and you go unasikia ngatu yes ma mm. yes nimesikia nimesikia where i struggle my wife takes up very easily So she's she's been very supportive to all my endeavors and I can I can never get tired of actually just appreciating the place that she has in my life. Fantastic. Yes. Hey. Your daughter is now leading in a film. <laughs> Tell us about that. I I think the, um I need to talk to my management. Yeah. You guys need to I need to send you an invoice because now there's many exclusives that are <laughs> around this table. Um, yeah. yes, and, and it's lovely. It's yeah. lovely. Um Nema, Nema has always been a very outspoken individual. She's very good in terms of expressing herself herself and um so even when I was coming up with this film, we've always wanted I have always wanted to protect her from the media and you know because of reasons. But then on this particular time I have a stage play in my film that I need to work on and I was like I can throw someone in the background you know fit in there but then I have this main actor who I've been working with for the last two weeks last minute she breaks down I can't control her because I'm trying to give directions and unfortunately she was like baby she was a four year old girl and I should have seen it much earlier 
alilemewa na hiyo pressure ya kukuwa in, on a professional set so i can't really blame her for that and i i look back at my set everywhere the, the set has already been set up the crew is looking at you like eh hey, you rain in your act at once that's when i started panicking and i have just one day to put together that scene so i was like you know what kamama i called the mother i was like eh hey, imekata lakini let me find other options so i went backstage i'm like i'm looking around and i see the small girl sister and i'm like mnafanana but mpia anaka slightly older yes kaipifeni just told me you know what Nema, come here. Now you're the new Nema. I called the whole crew, the Hochudis. I told them, this is my new actor. They went backstage, dressed her up, and I put her on, the, on that scene. First, man, ay, 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 it was phenomenal. Man, me, I loved my daughter 58 times more. I just gave her the direction. Mama, umekapa hivi dada mechelewa kukuja. Again, something that I've done so many times with her. <laughs> so it was very natural. Kumbuka jana tu. Yes, it's even in the trailer. When you watch, see her sitting in the yellow sweater. Dad amechelewa kukuja. Go. And she, immediately she's like, okay, nimelewa. And that's exactly what she did. And everyone, the whole crew, were like, wow. True story, I, I remember I got like three slaps on my back. Unatucho. Kesha hapa hivu natusumbua for two weeks. And you have someone at home. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. So every now and then she gives a phenomenal performance. Everyone t- turns, looks at me like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wasting our time here you know so and for me her performances and you please get to watch the film we have some scenes that we've not placed the trailer i sit down and i watch those scenes over and over again and i'm like we have something beautiful here mm, yeah. we have something and they and they have uh, they have a very beautiful relationship with abel like instantly mm, yeah. yes mm-hmm. nice um so two questions in one as we start to wrap up um what was the nature of the relationship between your dad your mom mm-hmm. uh, with you and and how much has that influenced your style or how you behave and act as both um, a husband and and a dad and i mean we all products of our nature uh, but are, are there things that you deliberately do or not do del- uh, because of the influence of 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 the the relationship you had with your parents the series as i grow older <laughs> there are some things you will never see even with your parents sometimes you'll always see them being lovey-dovey and sometimes they will watakuja kwa nyumba menyamaziana as kids you would never understand right but as you grow older you realize even as a married man you realize haya kumbo za zote kwa vitu vitu mingi sana sasa hawana rent mzee akikuja menyamaza labda ni kwa sababu ajuma le rent unapatikana so so ujui as i'm told you are demanding for your attention you know for his attention to you so My parents were nice people. They were nice people to the society. My father was I am my father because my father was still is a people's person. Father should be around 70 plus thereabouts. Right now he's ocha uko hivyo but he's still the KMP MVP uko kwa ground because every person knows my father and he's always coming through for them. So for me I love that. And when you go even on my Twitter my Twitter handle is my I am my father's son. You know and I'm proud of that. He has his flaws. And sometimes you look at his flaws and you're like sasa umzae but as you grow older i realize hey, yeah, i am becoming my father mm-hmm. i am becoming and it's not like i'm becoming because it's genetic i don't feel it is but because it's human it's life that once you start having responsibilities mtaanza kuwa na friction na wife kidogo you know and then you'll come and blame your father for that but then you realize when you grow as you have your own setting and you have your own son 
you realize you have to be there for them and they will not want to understand that you're looking for rent that extra hour after five. They will not understand, just like you never used to understand yourself. So, yeah, they have and, and they have impacted me definitely with the good nature of my father. My mother has always been a loving woman. Uh, she has raised us well, raised us well and she's a businesswoman. She has a knack for business. Me mamango alikuwa anatembea kikomba nda kunuomboga and sometimes unaona mama ameka chini na mtoto ananyonyesha anamwambia eh mami mboga ni 15 mamango alikuwa na wanavurutana mpaka inafika tu bob. Tunaniona mboga tu bob nenda naambia madhi eh man wonu kumegongo mama anambia cheki ni biashara yake mwenyewe anajua amegain tu bob jodo. You know, so she's a businesswoman. So even right now when you see me negotiating and haggling over mm. deals with her, kina, I get that from my mother. Yeah, <laughs> nice. But then I handle it with, uh, you see, I'm not, I, we don't go all combat. But there's a way you manaongia una bembeleza with my father's side and then there's that ugumu wa mother at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Peter Kawa, yes, sir. what was the last thing you changed your mind about? The last thing I changed my mind about? Yeah. Anything? Anything. In it life, be as simple as I used to have ngoashe for breakfast. Now I have bread. To as complex as I used to think this was God, but to me this is God. It could be as deep or as shallow as you want. Ah, si se mi yo. Another exclusive. Yeah, you si se mi. As I grow older. Yeah. Ishwini twice I grew all the way to her. Busy being born. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Busy being born. Yeah. But as I, grew, as I grew older, yeah. I have my spiritual life that I grew up I grew up with and um, there are those fundamental things that make your core ground. I'm mm. waving to life in end. But with the time as you grow, you realize that life is not as black and white <laughs> as people want to see it. And sometimes, unfortunately, I feel like people who are fundamentalists, people who are um, hardcore you know wanasemanga tu usifanye usifanye extremists Extre- that's the word actually they are extreme but when you grow older you realize by the life is vitu zitakuwa you feel again it's not about compromising but it's about understanding it's about relating and that's why for me nowadays i would not have a problem being in a certain crowd because i've understood there was a time i would judge i would sit back and i'll be like i'm me i'm a purist You on the other side I think there's something seriously wrong with you and I don't want to share my space with you. But as I grow older I realize there's a place that person is in and I need to understand where he is I need to be in his shoes not necessarily doing what he's doing but just understanding where he's coming from. Because it has happened to my family. There was a time I was a fundamentalist on some certain subjects until I see them happen in my family like well. and then I didn't castigate them I didn't judge them I realized I embraced them even harder. That's when I realized with time I need also to start now handling Mato differently the way I used to handle him Kitambo by being judgmental and stuff. Now Mato becomes more of a best friend to me and we start impacting each other in the right way. That is what has changed about me brother. Santa yeah. sana. Yeah. Um if if you to have dinner with two people dead or alive one chance who those two people be and why? Local internationally anywhere anywhere anything. Take it as far and wide as you can. I love Alicia Keys. <laughs> I must Keys. admit I did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, I love her. I think um when the one built on. 
Um ndo baby yangu tashangaa. Um, she listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But she, I love Alicia Keys because that chick that chick is beautiful. She's very talented and she does not age. And then this she has a she's she's a star. But even the way she carries herself you don't feel like she's a ule mtu wa pale mbali. And I feel for me I think I love that about her and she's talented she's a good singer. Uh the other person I would sit with Dina. That has to be Obama. 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 I think I love his brain. I love his eloquence. I love his principles. I love his achievements. I think that brother like literally has achieved everything that anyone would want to sit back and be like you have literally broken boundaries and you know stereotypes he's achieved everything and now he's a businessman and still is a spokesman for the country you know still being called Mr President many years down the line mm. i want to have dinner with him and just mm-hmm. tap into his mind yeah. and understand what it is how do you prepare to be for the, such a place because i pray to god that one day maybe i might get there mm. because i feel like i will get there Yeah, such, a, such a place God yes speed, bro. i want God to get speed. there yeah. but is, prepare is this what success is to you okay. success to me is not a, a destination bro mm. i i know I'm, i'm 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 talking of a cliche mm. <laughs> success is not a destination it's a journey success to me is a milestone my posts you'll go to my social media i talk about milestones a milestone is not an end product it's a, a step because now as i step i lift my leg to step on the next rack Yeah. that in itself is a level that I've moved to. It's a standing point but it's not the end. Mm. I move to the next now. For me every step of my life is a milestone. Mm. So my, I use hashtag #milestone yeah. on each of my posts. It's about the journey. It's not about the, the journey. Not the destination. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. Ah yeah. So what is your wife's name now that tutaki kumuita bibi apitakawa? and we have realized how important she is to this journey and milestones that wonderful that, uh, lady does not yes. like being in the limelight okay. i think you've noticed i don't yes. know if yes you've noticed she's yes. been in the background of late yeah. the past few years yeah. and for good reason okay yes okay yeah. all i'll say but she's is grace she's grace and my ne- my daughter is nema so grace and nema if yeah. you want to see her you can check out the trailer of christmas love she's somewhere in there So anyway Asante sana Fitaka. Thank you so much for having yes. me man. Yeah. Anything else going um, there? Nothing else. Thank you so much for gracing us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the final question is if you to stand somewhere mm. um with the great Obama and Alicia Keys or anyone else really. <laughs> yes. Where you <laughs> know particularly you, of African descent. Of though. African. Yeah, oh of you Africa. noticed that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. African descent. Yeah. And and you did not get a chance to speak but there was something on your t-shirt that communicated something that you strongly relate to or believe in or would want the world to hear mm-hmm. what would that quote be that quote has always been in all my profiles it is called pass it on pass, pass it on it on just that great pass it on and it has i don't know if i stole it from somewhere but i think i saw it some place after i pass full stop it full stop on pass it on pass it on man peter kawa thank you so much um for gracing the busy being board podcast um this is our first episode of this season and second are, season second season and then nice. we are very honored to have you open it for us and we are sure that you will keep passing it on 
thank you so all much all this man. greatness and and um yeah i think we can plug in the movie that's coming up so if you're listening to this in 2021 or whatever year yeah. um go check out um, christmas Ka- christmas love yeah um, it's kenya's first christmas movie yeah, man milestones man milestones? milestones yes um, i'm so proud of yeah we are very proud of you and so check it out um where can people see it uh, at the moment we are premiering at uh, anga diamond plaza okay. on uh, on 11th mm. at 2 pm but even after after that i intend to actually go around different cinemas mm. showcasing it and after that we are becoming a tech savvy mm. people don't want to go leave their house so utaipata siku moja kwa simu yako ama kwa laptop yako hopefully if you're listening to this in 2021 speaking of which actually i it has, it has always been my desire that tuko na home alone every year we've had home alone since the 90s mm-hmm. i want to subvert that so that we can have our own local every christmas this film has to be showing hey every african that, excellence that is african the plan from the word go yeah yeah so, We wish you well, bro, uh, as you grow older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Asante. Maze baraka nyingi tena sana on all your endeavors. Remember to rest, Pia. But uh, all the best on all your endeavors. <laughs> Say hi to the family. Thank you. And stay busy being born. Uh, Mato, it's easy. Sorry, uh, you've just signed out, right? Uh, Maliza, Maliza, it's all good. You've spent half a day with me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Like so you recently. Know. Yeah, exactly. So you know that it's not easy to rest. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, right? Yeah. So before before he shot his movie, we had a day in preparation and Ujama Maze simu yake ilikuwa every two seconds. Let me make this go. Hata muwezi piga story. So where were we? Sasa matoto lo lo lo. Yeah. So anyway, All the best bro. <laughs> yeah. All, so the best, All the best. Bro. Stay busy being born. Stay busy being born. Ladies and gentlemen, you know where to find us. We now are officially on our website. busybeingborn.africa. There you go. Go there listen to all the episodes, um see some nice pictures, blog posts coming up, mm. merchandise, the busy being born podcast merchandise yeah. coming up as well. Stay tuned and yeah, read more about us what we're trying to build here and more than anything else listen to the fascinating stories of African excellence. African excellence. Um, and give us feedback now. Yeah. We can't wait to have more guests up here. Peter Kawa in this particular episode has gone on to mention the likes of Jackie Vike. Go check out her episode. Yeah. Fantastic lesson. She she is hilarious. <laughs> and all the others he's mentioned they'll probably come here at some point. All the tech people out there will probably have them here. Tell us who you, you would like to interact with uh, as a listener. But even if it is you or your parent, tell us. But all in all, stay busy being born. And thank you so much for joining with us this far. I've been your host, Kamande. And remember, as we always say, if you're not busy being born, then you're probably busy not living. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Do look out for more from us. For now, Kwaheri.